Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. There I go. How y'all feeling? Oh my gosh, y'all are beautiful. I cannot. I'm going to say this. Like, I absolutely love Pastor Katie, but I cannot believe she put me after Miss Hetty. What was she doing to me? <laughs> like, what in the world? Like, Miss Hetty, like, you're the best thing in the world. Okay, you said be you, but I don't care. I just want to be you. Anybody else? Lord, make us like Miss Hetty. <laughs> Hear our heart, Lord. Oh, my gosh. Y'all, I am so excited to be here. Like, sincerely, like they said, I'm from the boot, and I'm here in Arkansas. I ain't gonna lie, I do kind of want to move here. It is so pretty. It's so pretty. (laughs) And you guys, like, I tell y'all all all the time, every time I get to come, like, you guys are my second family. Y'all don't know, but I'm your sister. Y'all know. If I haven't met you, I'm Sister J. So I'm, I'm excited to be a part of the family, and I've just been so blessed. How many of you have been just blessed by today? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. And and Miss Hetty kind of hit on this. You know, anybody could put on a conference. Like, anybody could could make anything look pretty. But for for the atmosphere to be set, for the Holy Spirit to be here, and for him to be working is a whole other thing. Like, lives are being transformed. Like, heaven is rejoicing from the souls that were saved and the souls that are coming back. That is what we're a part of this week. And I am just so honored, literally so honored to be here. I really am. And I just have to do this. I have to. But I want to just give honor where honor is due. And I just have to give honor to Pastor Katie and Pastor Stephen. Sincerely, sincerely. I don't think you guys will ever realize the impact that you guys are having. There's just no way. And I just am so thankful for their yes. You know, it's one thing to partner with something, but to pioneer something. <laughs> to pioneer something is a whole nother thing. And, and it, it takes a different kind of faith to do that. It really does. It takes a different kind of faith to to say, I'm not only just going to sacrifice, but I'm going to be obedient. And they have done that, and the fruit is the proof. The fruit is the proof. I I imagine that they didn't have to say anything to convince people the fruit did it. And I'm looking amongst us today, and all I see is fruit. And I just want to thank you for your yes. It's impacted my family. It's impacted my family. I'm all the way in Louisiana. Like, (laughs) What? Where they do that at? So I just honor you today, and I thank you so much for your yes, for your obedience, and the best is yet to come. You ain't seen nothing yet. The house ain't seen nothing yet. I believe that this church is headed to some incredible things. If you're in this area and you don't go to the house, what you doing? <laughs> come on now. No, seriously, this is the place you want to be planted. This is a place, and if you are planning in your church, I'm not saying leave. Stop. Don't do that. Don't do that. Mama just didn't say that, but I'm just saying, if you're not planning anywhere, this would be the place you would be wanting to run to. Amen? I'm not about to take up much time. I got a word for you guys that I really do believe um, that 
the Holy Spirit has just been orchestrating this whole day. And I'm so excited uh, because literally every word just just intertwined with one another. And I believe with all of my heart that even though the Lord has done some incredible things, he's not finished yet. And I pray that for that one or two that are here, you may feel like, man, I can sense that God is working around me, but he hasn't done something in me yet. Now's the time. Now's the time. Now's the time. So open up your heart. I'm going to dive straight into the word. I love the word of God, y'all. It's alive, it's active, it's sharper than any double-edged sword. There's nothing I can say that can beat it. So I copy, I basically copied my whole message from the word. So we go ahead, we go ahead. Um, our passage that we're going to be looking at today is found in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. And I was so excited. Like uh, Pastor Katie said, she made mention to this, and I didn't know this. The Holy Spirit was just putting this together. But we're literally going to camp out on this passage in our time together. And so we're going to start reading in verse 28. I believe they're going to have it on the screens as well. But it says, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. I love this verse 30. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I want you ladies to do me a quick favor, and I want you guys to think back with me to what I like to call simpler times, a.k.a. times before 2020. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Y'all, I don't think we realized how good we really had it. I'm for real. Like, there's a lot of things that I feel like I took for granted. Hey, today can often seem just very complicated sometimes. Like, I would have never imagined that it would feel complicated to go to the grocery store. I, I would have never imagined that it would feel complicated to go to work or sometimes even church that it would feel complicated to send our kids to school. But we're, we're like living in a time where things just seem to be so complicated. And, you know, I was thinking back um, to before the quarantines and before all of the shutdowns, and I just remember I used to live a very fast-paced, very busy life. Anybody else? Like, you was just on the go. Everybody asks how you doing. I'm busy like that was good or something. <laughs> what? I look crazy. Um, and I remember when I was living this fast-paced life, like the thought, I would literally say this all the time, I just wish that life would just stop. I said stop. Y'all said slow down. I was like, stop, just stop. <laughs> not forever, not forever. But like I just wish for like they would just give me a month where everything was just canceled. Like, I don't even got to go on a vacation. Just let me stay at home for a minute. And I didn't have any appointments. I didn't have to go here. I didn't have to go there. I just wish that everything would just stop. And maybe that would give me some time to get some rest. Maybe that would give me the opportunity to, to feel some peace because it's just so much going on and everything is going so fast. Just maybe if things would stop, maybe I could get some rest. Maybe, just maybe. 
And of all the, the prayer requests for God to answer, <laughs> he chose that. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, and it, it literally felt like somebody somewhere was listening to me because that's exactly what happened to us, right? Like, it wasn't just in my life. For the first time all over the world, everything stopped. Like, literally everything. Everything that I was ever a part of, it either completely stopped or it was stripped down to its bare minimums to where it didn't even look familiar anymore. For the first time in my life, I had nowhere to go. I had no one to see. And if I could have thought of any season in my life that would have been perfect for me to get rest and for me to get peace, surely it would be now. Surely everything has stopped. Now, we just read in Matthew 11 what I like to call this grand invitation that was given by Jesus. And he says, come to me, all of you who are weary, come to me, all of you who are burdened, come to me, all of you who are stressed out, come to me, all of you who feel like you're at the end of yourself, who feel weight of the world, come to me, and he gives this promise, and I will give you rest. Now, you got to understand that I'm 27 years old. I feel like I've been in church 27 years. <laughs> And I've heard this invitation so many times, and I do believe it's beautiful, and I loved it. But something about this season made this invitation hit different. Like, it just hit different. And I think it was because I started to understand the context and what was happening in this situation. You see, the people that Jesus was extending this invitation to, they actually had a lot in common with me. You see, the people he was extending this invitation to, they also had a lot of weight from the world that they were in. You see, for years, they had been oppressed from the burden of religion that was forced upon them from Pharisees and scribes. And they were convinced. They said, listen, I, I just know when the prophesied Messiah comes, surely, surely I'll, be, I'll have rest. Surely when he comes, I'll have rest. Just like I was convinced, if everything would stop, surely I would get some rest. But here they were, obviously, in the midst of Jesus. Literally, I'm not just talking about they could pray to him. He was right before them and obviously still had the weight of the world. Because why would Jesus be extending this invitation if, if they didn't have weights? So here we are in the same boat. He's given this, this invitation to, to me. He's given this invitation here. And we, we are all thinking, like, this surely will make the difference. Surely this will do something. But it didn't. So, so, so what makes the difference? What makes the difference? And one of the things I love about Jesus is that he doesn't leave us hanging. Okay, now, hear me, sometimes it feels like it, right? But he doesn't. And not only does Jesus extend this invitation, but he also shows us what needs to happen for us to respond to it. And he goes on, and if you read after the invitation, he gives instructions. 
And he says, take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you. You see, <laughs> I know I'm from Louisiana, and I don't know much, but I want to make sure we all on the same page here, okay? When he says yoke, he is not talking about them scrambled eggs you put on your avocado toast. We, we good? We all on the same page? Okay. I just want to make sure. You know, I just don't, I don't know what y'all be doing up here. Like, <laughs> and I know when, when we say yoke, some of you think about the phrase unequally yoked relationship. And no worries. Mama just ain't about to come for your relationship, talking about you unequally yoked and you need to break up another time, another place. We ain't going to do that today. I actually want to talk about the actual meaning of, of what Jesus was saying when he said, take my yoke. Because when he said this, the Jews knew exactly what he was talking about. This was actually common language in this time. You see, I believe they have a picture of what a yoke actually is. And this was common to them. They would use this in their everyday life. And all this simply was was a wooden cross piece that they would place and fasten on the neck of two animals, usually two ox. As you can see, there's two openings for two animals to be able to fit in this yoke. And honestly, the idea was that two is better than one, right? And so they would put these ox in there, and these ox would carry the load. And they surely thought, you know, what? it would be cool if we could just, instead of having one, let's do two. Because the more power we have, the more we can carry, the more harvest we will have. And what I find that's interesting even more is if you study this out, when a young ox was being trained, they actually used an, a, a yoke as well. And the way that they did this is, I thought it was so interesting, they would get the very young ox, and they would partner and yoke him together with the experienced and older ox. And they knew for sure, they were positive that, Obviously, this young ox, ox is probably not going to carry much of the weight. Most of the burden is going to be on the experienced ox. All that young ox would have to do is just simply walk and learn. What I think is so interesting is that when Jesus was saying, take my yoke, this wasn't something that we are supposed to just look over. I think this is the picture that should come into our minds. That he's saying, you being the young ox, I want you to yoke with me. And I don't even expect you to carry any of the weight. Actually, I'll carry the burden. You just simply walk and learn. You just simply walk and learn. No pressure on you. Actually, I want that. Actually, I'll take the weight. Actually, I'll take the burden. I'll take everything, the weight that you feel. Let me take that. You simply walk at my pace. You simply watch me. You simply let me lead you. And you simply let me guide you. Now, I know that just seems too good to be true, right? Like, what? Like, that, that, there's just no way. Everything about the Lord is like that, though. I look at my life right now, and I just simply say it's too good to be true. That is, that is just the way the father does. That's just the way he treats his daughters. 
And he says, listen, if you would just let me carry the weight and you just walk, you learn. You just walk and you learn and let me carry the bulk of everything that you face. I believe that he did this simply because he's fully aware of the weight that we carry. He's fully aware. He's aware of the things that you face. He's aware of the things that's on your plate, even the secret things that you're in silent about. He's aware of them. And what we must understand is that while there could be weight that's on our plow that is is uncontrollable, we can't do anything about it. There is weight that we can't control, like Katie talked about, the sin. We don't, some of us are putting weight on us that we, don't, that we don't even have to have. But I do feel like the Lord sent me on mission all the way here just to let you know that there is some weight that you can't control. 2020 was a year that none of us could have controlled. And I'm aware that we've navigated through 2020 all differently. Some of you, for the first time in your life, experienced financial hardship that you have never experienced before. To the extent that you didn't know how you were going to provide for your family. You had no idea how you were going to make ends meet. You had no idea. You didn't see any hope. And there was nothing you could do about that. You didn't cause that. You didn't cause the, the job loss. You didn't, you didn't cause any of that to happen. However, that was weight. You felt it. Or what about the, the loss of loved ones? Like, I know, I know this sounds heavy, but it's just real. Can we be honest? That, that this year a lot of us saw some of the people that mean the most to us suffer. And it was weight, and there was nothing we could have done about it. There's nothing we could have did. Let's go even further. Some of us experienced the pain of miscarriage. Some of us haven't even told anyone about it. There's nothing you could have did, and you keep going over and over it in your head. What if I would have did this? What if I would have did that? How could I have stopped this? Can I just tell you there's some weight that you just can't control? The word is clear. We live in a fallen world. I understand we're not of it, but we're still here, you guys. And there is some weight that is put upon us that some of us just cannot control. We, we can't, we, there's no way we cannot make that weight come upon us. We are here. But I find it interesting that God's response to that is take my yoke. He put an emphasis that it was his yoke. Almost implying that there's several other yokes that we can connect to, that we can partner to. In the midst of some of the hardest weights that we have ever experienced in our life, we can unconsciously yoke up with things that do not have the capacity to carry the weight. How many of us, because see, all it means to yoke up is to just partner and to walk with and to learn from. How many of us are walking with fear instead of walking with God? How many of us are yoked up with fear and we are doing what fear says? Fear says, don't go there. I won't go there. Says, don't connect with this person. Okay, don't connect with that person. And we're walking hand in hand and in pace with fear. 
Some of us are yoked to our pain and our disappointment of what we went through. And we are soaking in what we feel. And our emotions are telling us the pace we are going in life. I'm not reaching out again. And you know what? I'm going to isolate myself. I'm just going to avoid talking about this. I'm not even going to bring this up with the Lord. I'm walking in the pace of my pain. I am partnering with my pain. Some of us see the weight of what's going on in the world, and we say, I'm just going to yoke up with the cause. You know, I'll just do what the cause tells me because obviously we need to do something about this, and we're more yoked with the cause than we are to Jesus. We listen to what the cause tells us to post online, not what Jesus tells us to post online. We're walking in the direction, and we are led by the cause. Some of us say, I'm just going to yoke with myself. We say, I got it. The more I do, you know what? I can do it. I can do it. I'll just do more. I'll just read more. I'll just come to church more. i just serve more. And you're hurting. Listen, you have the choice to yoke up with whatever you want to, but do not be surprised when it doesn't have the capacity to carry the weight of this world. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. I think it's crazy if, if, I was, if I was moving and I had all of these boxes and all this furniture and I would call my brother. He has a one-year-old. She's amazing. She's beautiful. And I call him and say, hey, bro, is Ari Bell available to help me move tomorrow? And Stephen would be like, yeah, but what's she going to do? And that's how crazy we look, carrying that burden and looking at our fear. Aren't you going to help me? Fear. That's about how crazy it looks, thinking that I can yoke up with fear and expect for it to help me carry. It doesn't have the capacity to. My pain doesn't have the capacity to carry the weight of this world. My, the cause, I don't care how good it is, it doesn't have the capacity to carry the weight of the world. And I don't care who you are. I know that you may be a daughter of the king, but listen, without him, you do not have the capacity to carry the weight of the world. You don't. You don't. I think it's so interesting how the yoke, it literally has space for two. It just has space for two. The only way that you're going to be able to yoke with God is to sever the yoke that you have with anything else. It's got to get to the point where you're saying, I can't take you with me, fear. I can't take you with me, pain. I just got room for one more, and I want to be yoked to the one who has the capacity. I want to be yoked with the one who knows. I love in John 16, 33, it says, listen, I told you these things so that you may have peace. Can I tell you, I know what peace is. Once you've tasted peace, you will, you will never want to live life without it. Can I tell you the moments I experienced peace was the hardest moments of my life? They were the hardest moments of my life. The moments where a spirit of fear had me gripped. And I pulled out the word of God and I just proclaimed it. And for the first time in my life, those words that he says he'll give you a peace that surpasses all understanding were not just words. I was experiencing it. 
Like, it was real. It was tangible. Oh, this is what you're saying, God. He says, I'm telling you this so you can have peace. And then I love what he says. In this world, you will have trouble. Why do we look so confused? But I serve the Lord. Yes, you do, but that does not exempt us from the trials of this world. And I get it. I, it's, it's, it's easy to get mad at, at God when you're facing some hard stuff. But he didn't lie. He told us straight up. He told us several times over and over again, you will face trouble. But check this. I have overcome. Can I tell you that your fears are real? I'm not saying they're not. But they don't have the capacity to overcome the weight of the world. Can I tell you that that pain that you feel in the depths of who you are, it is real. It is real. But it does not have the capacity to overcome the weight. Can I tell you that cause is real. Injustice is real. It is real. I'm not going to lie. But fighting for it does not have the capacity to overcome the weight. It doesn't. Only Jesus does. And the instructions, yes, come to me, all who, all who are weary, but are you willing to yoke with him too? Are you willing to take off the yoke of this world and the partnership with fear, the partnership? You see, some of us are just more, we have more of an allegiance to our fear than God. When God tells us to do something, but my fear says, but, but <laughs> I feel uncomfortable, God. We are more allegiant to the cause than we are God. But God, we have more allegiance even to ourselves than God. I don't want to. God, I know you're saying, he's saying, I, I want you to be loyal to me. Hear me too. One of the hardest things was when I would face hardship in my life. And people would just simply say, well, just go to God. And, yes, that's true. But when God says come to me, he's not saying come to me and forget your pain. He's saying come to me so I can tend to your pain. Come to me so I can tend to the hurt. Come to me so I can tend to the thoughts. <laughs> come to me so I can tend to the brokenness and the emptiness that you feel. He's not belittling what is going on. He is not trying to eliminate what's going on. He's trying to carry you through what's going on. He wants to carry you. I can just imagine. I can see that young ox just walking so free and being like, this ain't even that bad. What a, the older ox like, yeah, you. And that's exactly what we are supposed to look like like chaos all around us. And we're like, it ain't even that bad. I remember to this day, many of you know my testimony of my mom passing away when I was in college. And it didn't happen overnight, but the Lord restored my joy. I won't even say restored. He gave me a brand new joy. I don't even understand it. And I woke up and people literally thought I was lying. They were like, it's okay, Jess. Like, you don't have to do that. And I was like, no, baby, you don't understand. <laughs> Your girl got a joy. Your girl has a joy. And I remember one day I was in Walmart, and I'm from a small town. Like, we in the country. And I was at Walmart. If you go to Walmart in Manson, you're going to see somebody you know. Like, that's just how it is. And I was checking out. And um, I was in line, and there was this woman, the cashier, 
And she just kept staring at me. And, you know, I was just like, <laughs> you know, it's kind of awkward. They be just like, <laughs> and so I would just kind of smile, you know, and everything. But she literally kept staring at me. And finally, you know, it's my turn to check out. And she just stopped. And it was, I ain't going to lie, it was awkward. I was like, hello. <laughs> All right. And she started crying. And I was like, oh, snap. I ain't do nothing. Like, I ain't say nothing. Like, I was scared, y'all. And she said, it's Valerie your mom? And I immediately knew. I was like, yeah, she, she was my mom. And literally, she just is bawling, okay? And I, this for COVID, so don't judge me. I came around, and I just embraced her. And it was the, the craziest thing in my head. And the Lord, I feel like the Holy Spirit was like, this shouldn't be, but with me it is. Like, it should be the other way, where you can't go to the store without bursting into tears because you're so overwhelmed, but you're healing people. You're bringing restoration to people. It shouldn't be this way, but that's what happens. And I feel like like that picture is what we're going to walk out to. They've said it before. You're going to go back out there, out of this pretty venue. And even though we feel like we're in a bubble and it feels like everything is perfect here, it's not. And you're going to walk out there and you're going to walk out to the same thing, but you're going to be like that little ox. This ain't too bad. This ain't too bad. Your husband going to be like, what happened to you? <laughs> Your kids, what's wrong with mommy? <laughs> like, what's wrong with mommy? And that's what happens when you yoke with the Lord. Everything with Jesus is a beautiful exchange. He says, I want to give you beauty for ashes. He says, I want to give you the oil of joy for mourning. He says, I want to give you the garment of praise for your despair. And some of us are wondering, why don't we see beauty? And I got to ask you, are you willing to give him your ashes? Are you? Are you willing? And he's going to turn it. He's going to turn it into something that is so beautiful. Listen, I, I know this was the Holy Spirit. Yesterday I was praying and and he brought this up to me, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so good. But I looked up the, the Hebrew meaning of the word uh, glory, and it means weight. If you look at it in its original meaning, it's, it means weight. And that girl at the beginning of 2020 who was trying to take everything off the calendar and escape everything, I was convinced that, everything would be better and that I would feel peace as soon as the weight lift. So I was literally on this hamster wheel just trying to get the weight off. I'm trying to get the weight off. Okay, I got that off. Let me try to get this off. And if I got that off, let me try to get that off. And I can I tell you, if you're doing that, you're going to be doing that until Jesus comes back because we're here and things are just going to happen. But what if what makes the difference is not the weight? but what we're yoked to? What if what makes the difference is not the weight? And I know that it's human nature. We want to escape weight. We want to. It's just part of who we are. That's what we do. But we can't get glory without the weight. 
We won't, we won't see glory without the weight. Can I tell you this? What glory is it to see a, a believer who has a life that's free of affliction and, p- and pain and trial? But how much does it glorify God when the world see us carry the same weight that they have, yet we carry it so different? We, we go through the same trials that they go through, yet we respond so different. Like, like we face the same heartache that they face, yet we live so lovely. That's where the glory is found. I found out a long time ago that I'm not here for my own pleasure. I'm not. I'm not. I'm here for his glory. I'm here for his glory. Ladies, we are here for his glory, his glory alone. And I'm thankful that I can take the weight, not because it's leaving. It can stay all it wants to. But as long as I'm yoked to Jesus, I'm going to be walking (laughs) and learning with ease and with freedom and with peace and with comfort. Ladies, stop escaping the weight. Stop it. Embrace it. And make sure you're yoked to the one who has the capacity to carry it. Listen, can you close your eyes with me? Every time I would pray, the Lord, and I I pray all of you were blessed, but I felt so strongly that the Lord had me on mission for some specific people. Like, like you are serving the Lord and you love the Lord, but you have gone through some hard stuff and you didn't have any control over. I almost feel like the enemy has just been taunting you, making you feel like it was your fault. And it's like the Lord has said, told me, just come to confirm to them that it was uncontrollable. And I almost feel as if the Holy Spirit is saying, listen, you did not know it, but you weren't yoked with me. That was the issue. It wasn't the way. It's not what happened. It's the fact that you're not yoked with me. You're not partnering with me. You're not walking with me. You're not consulting me. And he is saying, come to me. Come to me. Come to me you who just went through that miscarriage. Come to me, you who are struggling through infertility. Come to me, you who feel like your marriage is over. Come to me. Yoke with me. Partner with me. And I will give you rest. I just want to say a prayer. Father, right now, to the woman that is in this place that has been suffering in silence, and who has been yoked with depression, yoked with fear, yoked with anxiety. I just thank you right now that you are severing those ties in the name of Jesus. God, I speak right now. Father, your healing power, your anointing would 
overcome them in this moment. And they would experience the peace that we have been bragging about all day, the joy that we have been just raving about all day. Father, in the name of Jesus, allow your Holy Spirit to take over them in the name of Jesus. And I declare right now that, Father, they are walking with the strength to be able to yoke up to you. To yoke up to you, to not try to escape the way, but, Father, to be partnered with you. God, I thank you that they're going to walk out free. God, I thank you right now that their mind is renewed. God, I thank you right now that their hope is restored. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way. Have your way, God. We, go, we give you the glory, God, and we give you the honor. Father, you're faithful. We are here for your glory, not our own. God, we pray that even if it's because it's, 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 it's of weight, God, I thank you right now that you'll use every part of our life to bring you glory. There is nothing too messy. There is nothing too hard. There was nothing too big. Take it all. Work it out for your good and give you glory. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Can we give God some glory? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Ladies, in, in, right now we're about to step over into a moment for you to meet with the ladies at your table. Hopefully this is your family right now. And I know we talked about some pretty heavy things, but I want to encourage you to open up with the ladies the Lord has placed at your table. We're going to have some discussion questions, and your leader is going to lead you through that moment. But I encourage you to open up. This is where healing is going to be found, not just from a message, but when you activate that in your life. So step over into that, and we're going to continue with the rest of the day. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.